originate with the communist takeover of China in 1949. Instead, it began a century earlier when China's traditional civilization began to collapse. China's decline in the 19th century triggered a crisis of confidence. For most of its history, China had dominated its neighbors. At times, some were militarily stronger, especially the nomadic peoples to its north, such as the Mongols and the Manchus. But even when those groups got the upper hand and conquered China, the Chinese rarely doubted the superiority of their culture. They were often self-critical, but they believed that their way of life would prevail. China's encounter with the West shook that self-assurance. China suffered a string of military defeats that began with the First Opium War of 1839-42, during which British forces defeated the Qing dynasty. As the century progressed, many Chinese looked around the world and saw how the West had carved up Africa and the Americas and had subjugated India. By the end of the 19th century, a growing number of Chinese had come to believe that their country needed to change if they were to survive. China lacked modern science, engineering, education, public health, and advanced agricultural methods. All these things were products of the West's dramatically different way of ordering society which was based primarily on science rather than religion and tradition. As China's crisis deepened, increasingly radical ideas took hold. China didn't just need new policies or even a new dynasty. Reformers wanted to overthrow the entire empirical political establishment, and that meant destroying the religious system that undergirded it. Understanding why requires one to envision how traditional Chinese society was organized. Religion was not an institution separate from secular society and religious practice was not something Chinese people engaged in once or twice a week at a certain place under the guidance of a particular holy book. Chinese religion involved little theology and almost no clergy, but this didn't mean Chinese religion was weak. Instead, it was diffused over every aspect of life, a fine membrane that held society together. The country had an estimated one million temples around the turn of the century, with many villages home to half a dozen places of worship. The prominence of faith in China has also long been masked by the complexity of religious identity among the Chinese. People today tend to think in exclusive terms about religion. This person is Catholic, that person is Jewish, that one is Muslim. What faith do you believe in seems like a simple question for people who define religion according to monotheistic norms. But for most of Chinese history, this sort of question would have sounded strange. In China, religion has historically been more about community than identity. Each village had at least one temple where residents honored a certain god on certain holy days. For most of its history, China had three main religious teachings, or Zhao, Buddhism, Fo Zhao, Confucianism, Ru Zhao, and Taoism, Dao Zhao. But they largely did not function as separate institutions with their own followers. Instead, people believed in an amalgam of these faiths that is best described simply as Chinese religion. What mattered more than religious labels or identities were rituals, which helped organize Chinese society. In imperial China, the central bureaucracy was relatively small, and most officials sent to the provinces by Beijing made it only to the county seat, which meant that one person oversaw hundreds of villages and tens of thousands of people. Local life was run by committees headed by local grandees, and the most important committee was the one that ran the local temples. These bodies often managed other projects as well, such as building irrigation systems or raising militias to fight off bandits. Temples also provided a physical space for government rule. 
They were often the places where local elders met, read proclamations, and carried out punishments. In the words of the historian Prezenjit Duara, temples were Chinese society's nexus of power. But religion offered more than practical assistance in running imperial China. It was the political system's lifeblood. The emperor was called the Son of Heaven and presided over elaborate rituals that underscored his semi-divine nature. That is why, when reformers and revolutionaries set out to recreate China in the late 19th century, they started with religion. To build a new political and cultural system, they first had to demolish the old one. Born Again At around the same time that reformers were beginning their assault on Chinese religion, a foreign faith, Christianity, was gaining traction and exerting a subtle but powerful influence. By the late 16th century, Christianity had secured a foothold in China, but it remained a minor phenomenon until...